Now here is the top news stories of the day with Larry Hardesty. Let's begin in the NFL. Joe Judge was on the Michael K show. Obviously the Giants did a pretty good job in the draft. They addressed uh, the offensive line, which was needed. And they really need to improve because when you look at the NFC East, everybody else in the division has improved, right? Cowboys, C.D. Lamb joins what was already pretty good offense. Washington added some players to the draft and through the draft. And yes, Jalen Hurts is the new backup to Carson Wentz, who normally is going to take some time off during the football season. But when he's healthy, he's pretty good. So the guys asked Joe Judge his thoughts on their new offensive lineman, Andrew Thomas. Talented class this year when you talk specifically about the offensive lineman. The thing that stood out to us about Andrew was, you know, really the pedigree he came from, the culture he'd been brought up in as far as Georgia football, the high school, Pace Academy he played in, and then also what he demonstrated on tape. You know, one thing about those guys down there is you get to see them play against the top players week in, week out. So when you watch the top pass rushers coming out, with the exception of really, you know, Chase Young, who didn't play against him, but when you watch the top pass rushers coming out, you have to watch them against him. And you get to see how he matches up against the best guys coming out who you're evaluating for the defensive side of the ball. So that stands out to us a good bit. His consistency, his level of play, um, you know, his nastiness and finishing blocks, those are things that stood out to us. There's a lot of things he has to improve on and get to work on, you know, as all rookies do. Uh, but I'll tell you what, over the duration of his career at Georgia, he was consistent, and that's important to us. Now, one thing Joe Judge has done is he's really taken the page out of the Bill Belichick playbook as far as not using team players' name. So he was asked today by the guys on the K-Show, why aren't you using Daniel Jones' name? Listen, we have a level of expectation for every player on our team. You know, it's, it's to me, you start getting the predictions for the players. That's where it gets, you know, iffy. And listen, I'd be less than genuine if I didn't tell you right now again. You know, our depth chart's not set. Do we expect a lot out of Daniel? Absolutely. We absolutely do. Um, but we're going to give him time to grow and learn. And right now he's in the, you know, early stages of a new system. And we have to be fair to him to give him time to learn it and develop within it. You know, for us to go out right now and create a lot of expectations for someone who's never been in this system, who hasn't been on the field with us yet, that we haven't had a chance to put our hands on and work with, that's not fair to the player. And we have to make sure we do right by our players. Well, he did use Daniel's name there. So, Coach, why don't you say players' names overall? It's not that I was ever trying to avoid saying someone's name. It's the context of questions we're asking. I'm a big believer, and listen, it's tough enough to do their job. And right now they have to focus on just learning their system, learning their scheme, fitting in and improving. Uh, I'm not trying to create expectations for them, to, for them to go ahead out there and meet. You know, they've got enough on their plate already as it is, as everyone does on the team. You know, for me not to say Daniel or Saquon has nothing to do with me avoiding or trying to pretend they're not part of our roster. They absolutely are. But the reality is when the questions are asked in the context that they want you to put a title or a label on somebody, that's a tough thing. You know, I'm not going to put that on any player ever. You know, I'm not going to create expectations for them outside of what we demand as an organization already. All right, so look, Joe Judge is the head coach of the Giants. Joe Judge can do what do what he wants. All right, but here's the bottom line. You're not hiding, you're not saving Daniel Jones from anything. Daniel Jones is the starting quarterback on this team. He's earned it. He's the incumbent quarterback. He's the guy that showed you what he could do last year, and this year, under a new offense, he needs as many reps as he can get. So guess what? He's going to be the starter. So whether you want to admit he's going to be the starter or it's too early to say he's going to be the starter or whatever, listen, once again, he can do, he can do what he wants to do. But here's the bottom line from that page of the Bill Belichick 
handbook. Coaches always want to say, well, nothing, it's a, it's a battle. It's no, there's nothing going to be handed to anybody. Who else on this roster at quarterback is better than Daniel Jones? Thank you. Let's talk about Adam Gase and the Jets. He, on his conference call, he was asked about the expectations for his offensive lineman, Mickey Becton. We're at the beginning stages of everything right now. I mean, we, we got to, you know, when we get an opportunity and, and that kind of that rookie, rookie time kind of starts up, you know, getting him caught up to, with the offense as, as fast as possible and, and get him to learn all the, the techniques and, and the, the verbiage. And, you know, it's a, it's a big jump from college to pro and just get him you know, caught up with that as fast as possible. I mean, you know, the good thing is he's he's very sharp, very sharp. And he's, you know, it'll take a second, but I think he's going to get, you know, caught up pretty quick, especially the way that Frank kind of implements a lot of these offensive line, you know, the terminology and the techniques and things like that. And, you know, we'll kind of see how things play out when we get on the grass. It will be interesting to see. And obviously there's going to be an adjustment period, but listen, if I'm Le'Veon Bell, I'm pretty, pretty happy to see Mr. Becton on the offensive line. Coach, what was your message to the team? One of the reasons why I wanted to really take these first two weeks to like, do it positionally was just to give our guys a chance, just so we didn't have any, you know, if we can minimize some of the issues that I'm sure we'll have here in these first couple of days of guys trying to figure out how to get on it's really it's not that complicated we we were able to do this with the college guys but you know just try to minimize any of that and and when we get going and you know really it's it's going to be about how we can you know we can move forward with what's everything that's going on and, and the unknown going forward just kind of how we can stay focused on what we're doing and find ways to get better throughout this whole process and that includes your coaching staff they have to find ways to improve, working on adjustments quicker, understanding what teams are doing and identifying it and making those tweaks. That's what's going to make this team improve because, listen, they still have a ways to go. They still got some personnel issues that they need to solve, but they should be better than they were last season. And a lot of those things in the second year under Gase with their familiarity with him and his familiarity with them should cut down on some of the issues we saw last season. If there is a football season, that is. It's part of our conversation tonight on The Last Dance. Isaiah Thomas has been in the news, hasn't he? Oh, he's been talking about why I did this, why I didn't do that. So overall, we just wanted to get his thoughts on The Last Dance the documentary it's fascinating to me because i'm getting an inside peek at the rival uh of the chicago bulls that you know we we didn't we didn't see behind the curtains uh the 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 problems that they had and the disrespect that they had for jerry Krause, their president and general manager if if we would have treated jack mccloskey that way in detroit it, it would have been a problem um you know, Jordan is in the Chicago Bulls. They are, they are, you know, they're rewarded for lifting weights, getting stronger, becoming mentally tougher. That's what you're supposed to do to win the championship. You were not going to beat the Detroit Pistons if you wasn't physically fit, if you wasn't in the best shape of your life, and if you wasn't mentally tough. And Chicago and Michael Jordan did and became all of those things. But while they were losing to us, 
they weren't those things. Now, you shouldn't be rewarded for lifting weights. I mean, we got high school kids now lifting weights. Right. I mean, being, <laughs> being physically fit and, and wanting to be in shape and get better, that, that's, that's part of becoming a champion. And again, to Chicago's credit, they did. Hmm. But it wasn't just lifting weights. It was mentally Chicago finally got over the hump and understood that what needed to do what they needed to do to beat them. Yeah, lifting weights was part of it, but that wasn't the main thing because you had to, when you have great teams that have played together, you beat them mentally as well as physically. So Isaiah's partly right, in my opinion. Finally, what's going on with the NBA? Well, Brian Winters was on with uh, Barton Hahn earlier today, and he says he's not really sure the NBA coming back is worth it. I'm not sure that the NBA wants to do this. I mean, I, all I've heard from Adam Silver is, number one, the health and safety of our players is number one. Number two, we're not going to make any in changes to anything until the doctors who we are consulting say it's okay. And, uh, you know, he, I think they've been talking about listening to the WHO and the CDC, and I haven't seen them say that. And number three, you have this problem with certain teams in some states being allowed back in, certain teams in some states not being allowed back in. I don't know what they're going to do, but this is a mess. It really is. And it makes you wonder, even though they're 85% of the season done, how would they make the playoffs work? And when is the deadline to get this done where it doesn't affect next season?